Have you ever needed an important document notarized and your bank was closed? Need someone who would be reliable, punctual, and provide great customer service? Call my man Maurice over at Austin Mobile Notary, 757-325-7353, or email him at austinmobilenotary at gmail.com. Austin Mobile Notary is a new mobile after-hours and weekend notary service. Mention this podcast, Real Talk with the Six Man, and Maurice will give you a $5 credit towards your first bill. Remember, Austin Mobile Notary for convenient mobile notary services. Austin Mobile Notary, y'all. Check them out. Six Man. Y'all be easy. You're listening to Real Talk with the Six Man. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday Don't matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday Don't matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better, that's every minute, every second Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real spill, never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. Don't matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's Real Talk with the Six Man. Um, it's a lot to talk about tonight, y'all. Um, my first thing I want to talk about is this Jamil Hill article. Um, I don't really understand why people are all up in the uproar about this article. Um, because we've been talking about the NCAA and how they've approached black kids being athletes on the field and making millions and millions of dollars and not giving them a red cent other than the uh the the college scholarship that they may have and my argument is um people tend to read things so quickly and not really pay attention to what people are really trying to say they want to use racist slurs they want to use separation but if you just sit down with a closed mind get you a beer smoke you a j whatever you need to do and just read and just let things get into your brain then you can kind of understand what people are talking about because Jamil Hill is basically saying that she thinks that it would be a great idea if black athletes attend HBCUs. And in my in my opinion, I think that's a great idea. And not to talk about separation from blacks and whites or other races. I just mean that, you know, when you take a black athlete who's probably going to be a good-ass player, goes to a, a school like mine, where I, where I went to school, Delaware State University. And if you went to a school like that, and this person generates money to the school, then that means the, the the school can now generate money and do things inside the community, you know, food banks, um, any type of programs that people need help 
in that area. And so tonight, I got a very special couple with me, man. When I first met this couple, I thought they were awesome. Um, you could tell that, you know, they've worked at their marriage, and it just seems like one of them marriages that you would want to get in the long run when you when you kind of get, when you find that one for you. So tonight, I got the Carters with me, um, and they're going to help me break down some dialogue. So y'all heard me talking about this Jamil Hill article um, and just talking about how you know, she kind of thinks that these black athletes need to go to a HBCU versus these white schools. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, you know, in my mind, I kind of think about it like where if, you know, you know, she was, I, I saw a Fox News special um, and one of the um, people who were on there were talking and he was basically saying how he had went to Duke University and he agreed with her. Mm -hmm. And I want to say his name was Kelvin Benjamin, football player. Um, and the host was like kind of laughing, smirking and like, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, so we're going to get, and it's like, you, when, when you don't agree mm -hmm. with what they want you to agree with, they want to cut you off. Yep. They want to make you monotone. So before we get started, kind of give me an idea of what you think about what she's saying. And do you agree or do you disagree? I agree with her 100%. And I'm reading a quote that she just, she had in her article. It said, the flight of black athletes to majority white colleges has been devastating to HBCUs. What if a group of elite athletes collectively made the choice to attend HBCUs? And I agree with her because let's just go back to why HBCUs were created in the first place. Right. They were, they were created because we couldn't get into those schools. Right. So once... They found out that the cream of the crop was at the HBCUs. Then guess what? We need to let them in. And it's always, you got to follow the money trail with everything. Right. Everything. And at the end of the day, they're precious commodities to them. So you've now taken their creativity away. You've taken all these things that HBCUs bring out in an athlete and in a student and you dumb it down or you silence it. Right. And then now whatever you want is what you get. And I think that just takes away. I do believe that we can still be of the world and still go to a segregated school. Absolutely. I don't see there's anything wrong with it at all. And I, and I really um, have a problem when people don't stop and read the entire article and let it marinate and say, hey, let's give it some thought. Right. Let's see the pros and cons of what she's right. saying. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I, I mean, and I agree with that too. But, you know, when you, and just like you said, when you go back and you start to look at it, it all becomes about finances. Mm -hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because if you give the same money to this school, and give it to this school. Mm -hmm. Now, this school can also build a facility mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is more attractive mm -hmm. and more coming mm -hmm. to a black athlete going right. into college. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? But if you send me over yeah. here to this HBC school, and then you take me over here to this DV one, Division One school that is like, whoa, you right. know what I mean, where the money like is, and then you want me to choose. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's, that's really? True. That's true. Come on, this is, you know what I mean? So why not give me, give us the same money they got. Mm -hmm. Let us build and show what we could do here too. But see, we struggle to build what we got. And it don't look good mm -hmm. from when you got to build it from ground zero. Right. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? But you got so much money here at these D Division One schools, such as Duke, North Carolina schools like that. Mm -hmm. And then now you want now you want to go to Howard, you want to go to Cheney, mm -hmm. you want to go to Lincoln, mm -hmm. and you want to look at these schools like that. Well, guess what? They ain't got that kind of money. They ain't got them type of facilities. They don't have them type of living standards. It's just it's just we don't have it. You know what I mean? And this is where we was always behind the eight ball from day one. Yeah. Just like my wife said, HBA schools HBC. was in Korea for us right. at that time. This is right. what we can do. Right. It's all we can do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we, we, we're still building off of that. Right. I mean, if you if you really look, we ain't even 50 years almost off of, 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 of segregation type of things. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now you expect our schools, but if your child, you take your child somewhere and it's a toy laying on the ground and it looks like, oh, but then you show her this toy here, dad, that one, I want that one. Right. I mean, for me, I felt like, you know, the HBCUs for me was one of the, was, I mean, it's, it's not a reach, but, you know, it was a way for us to get education Absolutely. outside of high school, yeah. right? And so, I mean. Quality education. Right. Not right. just education. Right. But Quality right, and so I mean, and it was at a cost, but it's not at a cost of these bigger schools. So yeah. a lot of the kids that I end up going to college with, you know, end up, you know, that's why I say college ended up being like a, like a, like a, like a, oh man, eyes mm -hmm. open. Because I mean, we got people coming from Philly. Yeah, we got you were in Del State, New, New Jersey. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, we got, people, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, but you had a couple people from, you know, California mm -hmm. or you know, a little further out West Virginia. Yeah. That wanted to come to the school for a particular major. Yeah. You know, they have a, you know, a, a accredited, mm -hmm. you know, a program yeah. that you want to be in specifically. So some people went to the school specifically, but a lot of the kids went to the school. I mean, I can only speak for myself. Yeah. I remember when I was in Blue High School, I had a, a guidance counselor. His name was... Uh, what was his name? I forgot his name already, man. And that's what most people think about guidance counselors. Yeah. They can't even I can't, remember. I mean, but, but Garfield. I'm sorry. <laughs> Garfield Jones. Garfield Jones... <laughs> Was one of them cool guys' counselors where he 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 shot the shit with you, mm -hmm. but he but he kept it a thousand, mm -hmm. not a hundred, but he kept it a thousand. Mm -hmm. He was like, Kevin, look, man, you know, I know what you're doing in the building. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that know you in your circles, they you know, they they know what you're doing, but you keep it clean. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, when you graduate, what you gonna do? You gonna you gonna you gonna go you gonna you gonna take it out of school and go to the street and you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. He said, I like you. You smart. You, you know, you could be doing something better than what you're mm -hmm. doing. And when I was leaving Baloo, I had just had a baby. My mm -hmm. daughter was turning two by the time I left Baloo. Mm -hmm. I had her in 95. I graduated in 97. Oh, wow. And so one of the things he told me was, you know, you know, I'm not telling you to go to school mm -hmm. to graduate. That's not what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you to go to get the experience at least bare minimum. That's it. He was like, now, I know it's, you know, it's going to take you some, you know, foundational things mm -hmm. to go to class. Because mm -hmm. you ain't going to have no parents. Mm -hmm. You ain't gonna handle by telling you to get up at eight o'clock in the morning to go to class. Free it's all gonna be all you. Free for all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, he was one of the um, best quarterbacks Delaware State University had ever seen. Wow. So his name was kind of synonymous with the school, mm -hmm. big time. So I remember mm -hmm. one time we was in there talking, and I think he had already mapped it out by mm -hmm. the time I came in his office. So he had an application, mm -hmm. and he put his signature on it. Wow. He said, "Fill this out. Don't send no money, mm -hmm. and let's see what happens." Mm -hmm. Right, I said, so your name, what that's going to be, I mean, what's the application fee? He said, I don't know, I think it's like $60, I don't mm -hmm. know. But don't worry about that. Don't worry. My application went straight to the president's wow. office, mm -hmm. along with four or five other guys that mm -hmm. he really, you know, knew he us. And wanted us to get a, wanted us to get an education and ended up being 
when they found out that we got in, then it was other kids like, oh, well, I'm going to apply for Delaware State too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so when we graduated, it ended up being like 14 or 15 of us that, from Baloo that went to Delaware really? State wow. my freshman year, wow. right? And all of the 15 wasn't necessarily off of his signature, mm-hmm. but at least five of us was just strictly off his signature. Mm-hmm. And then we had to learn how to do the FAFSA and get yeah. the loans and all that. So I would say that, you know, my experience at the HBCU was great. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had my, 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 my journey was long and mm-hmm. I had some ups and downs as we all do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like going back to what Jamil is saying is that, that that will impact you. And I had a guy who I spoke to today that went to school with me. And he was like, see, I graduated from Dale State, but then I left to get my master's at an all-white school. And I couldn't do it. He said, but I got through it because I had already had my foundation at the HBCU. He said, when I got to the all-white school, I ain't know what to do. I ain't know what was going on. So her dialogue in this article, if people just give it some 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 thought thought, Mm -hmm. and just read it. We're not saying that she's a thousand percent right, but it's like, dang. Yeah, yeah. It makes you you think, and that's what what it's supposed to do. Right. It's supposed to make you think. When stuff is put out there like that, it's to make us think. It's it's also to keep us aware. Like, yo, y'all still ain't too far off of this thing. Well, you know what? Let's let's think about, let's, let's use a scenario like Zion Williamson. Okay, he's oh, wow. killing it in high school, right? It comes time for him to decide, where am I going to go to get me to the NBA? Because he ain't really thinking about college. He's thinking, about where, what school do is I that go? A bad, is that a bad thing? No, not at all. Not these days, not at all. Because <laughs> right. you can get that education online, anywhere else. So it doesn't really true. matter. I'm sorry, that's how I feel. But when he's sitting around the table with his mom, how is he making that decision? Maybe it could have been Howard... Versus, where do you go, Duke? Duke. 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 Which one you want to pick? That's what I'm saying. Look, That's what I'm saying. Look what the looks look like. Look what is. Look at what is getting. It's Duke. Yeah. It's, it's I'm, Duke. But I'm. Duke. But I'm thinking now. See, and, but, and I but hear but what you know you're what, saying. But guess what? My question is, real quick question, mm-hmm. and you'll probably bring it back around. So how do you change that? Yeah, how what, you change what, that? Well, you, you change that by. Zion me, Williamson going to Howard. He'll make a choice between what, Duke and Howard. Well, you, How do you change uh, that? HBCU I, Division I, I, I was I would say you would have to give a young person the bigger picture. And if they get it, then mm-hmm. there's a chance that it can happen. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking it can happen more so now because when I look at Delaware yep. State in 1997, mm-hmm. if I show y'all their website right now, y'all be like, oh, shit. Yeah, because really, now... Yeah. It, the campus is beautiful. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. armed security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have their own police force mm-hmm. on campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit is real. I yeah. mean, whenever yeah. we go down there for homecoming, everybody be looking like, man, if we'd have had this, mm-hmm. it'd have pushed us to be a little bit hot. We'd have did work a little bit more. We'd have did this. Just like for my high school, Baloo. Mm-hmm. When they tore down old Baloo down, everybody was kind of tearful because it was yeah. like, nah, man, we had so many memories here. But now that the new building is up, it's hey. like, yo, if we'd have had this, <laughs> we would have went a little bit further. <laughs> We would have thought or about. Would you? I mean, I, I think I, I think personally for me, I think I probably would have because mm-hmm. it, it's something about having something nice, yeah. and you want to keep it that way. And, right? guess, and guess what they're doing now? Now that they built your building like that, they built theirs better. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I feel like the impact to me, I think the mm-hmm. impact is still a little bit more new, unique because you have your culture there, you, you have, have your, your people co- there. Yeah. You know, f- for me. You know, in HBCU, it was a guy named Mr. P. He was a um, a resident RA. Mm-hmm. And I was going through some rough times. And he was one of these people that I could talk to. 
about anything. And so I remember one time I was walking past one of his buildings. He yelled my name to come in. I was like, hey, what's up, Mr. P? He was like, what's going on? What's going on with you? And we just started talking. And then for some reason, you know, my conscience just started talking to him. And he gave me an ultimatum right then and there. He was like, you got a decision to make. And you got to make it this week. Because if you don't make it this week, you're going to stay up here. You're going to end up getting in trouble, not finishing school. Mm-hmm. You got to make a decision. Yeah. I loved him for that. Because yeah. it wasn't like, you know, my father was in my life, but it wasn't like he was in my life People at that time yeah. when I was in school. Because mm-hmm. he was, you know, home. I was there, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Mr. P, to me, was like that guardian angel yeah, for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we talk to each other now, you know, he still, you know, talks to me as if I'm that student, which I don't mind mm-hmm. because he always asks me how I'm doing, how my daughter's doing, how the family doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're going to get that from, a, a, I'm not saying an all-white school, but I don't think you're going to get that from one of them big schools. I'm not saying that you're yeah. not, but I'm saying on that small personal relationship, I don't think you're going to get that. We had a guy named Terrence Hood, shout out to Terrence Hood. Um, he was number three in the nation in scoring in basketball. Wow. In the MEAC at Delaware State University. People don't want to believe this, but I think his trend, along with a couple of the other guys who played football, the Nary McCants, Delaware State University, tight end, <laughs> played for the Washington Redskins, okay. and the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Okay. Jamal Jackson. I think Jamal Jackson played guard, Delaware State University. Then he ended up going to the NFL. So we had some people yeah. that we went to school with mm. that ended up going to the next level. And I think those people propelled the school to say, hey, mm-hmm. look, yeah. If we invest some of this money that, that we getting from tuition on school and, and the buildings and we can we can we can we can, we do can compete. Now, now Delaware State was Delaware State was a diverse school when we went there, mm-hmm. but now yeah. it's super diverse yeah. to the point oh, where Korean, Chinese, Indian, white, black, it don't matter. Now it's still considered an HBCU, mm-hmm. but it's diverse. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like if we can get the athletes to see the bigger picture long term. That's it. You know what I mean? I mean, if if we can. Because guess what? Always. I mean, cause not to cut you off, but they're only going to be there, what? Yeah. A semester and a half? Listen, that's all. And that's what At I told you. That's going to help the school generate I, all types of money. I used to tell my wife this. I was like, I don't care how good you are. They're going to find you mm. no matter where that's you at. That's a true statement. They will Whether you, you at North Carolina. Yeah. Do because you're gonna shine. Or whatever. If you good. If you good. If you the man. Did you say you are and you believe yeah, they're they going to find you? Regardless. Regardless. And, I don't care and, where you and, went. And, and, and then on top of that, think about what that does to the neighborhood kids that say they can't make it. Oh, I can and do now it. you went to an HBCU. Now that school is on the map. Damn, I think I can go do that. And if you any good, you probably can. Who knows? But see, now it's, a whole, now it's a whole culture shift because we have bought into... In order to get to that level, we got to go to the white school. Right. So we have to now repro. We got to deprogram and reprogram. And I think that's what she's talking about. And that's about. what she's talking yeah. about. She's not saying all black people go to black school just because you're black. Right. That's not what she's saying. Nah. She's trying to get these athletes to understand that you're valuable no matter what school you go to. Mm-hmm. Right. And they will find you and you will still go to the NBA. But they, mm-hmm. you're going to need a trendsetter. Yeah. You're going to need that one person who is like a Martin Luther King or a John Lewis type athlete to say, I'm going to be that one. Right. And until you get it, they'll keep going to the other school. Right. And and I, and, and, I, and again, I just feel like mm-hmm. the impact to me, I mean, just in mm-hmm. the communities will be 
you know, I think great because, Absolutely. you know, these kids, I mean, that's just like me, you know, I, you know, I, I went to college, but when I came home, mm-hmm. the youngest under me was like, man, I can't believe you went to college, man, because yeah. they seen me out there banging. They yeah. seen me out there doing my thing. And then here it is, you know, I mean, I mean, you in college, You're in college. Like, and that's the college college, right? But you in yeah. college, like yeah. you, you yeah. high learning for real. Yo, I actually had this guy in Coatesville. We're, we're from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. We're, okay. Pam, we're Pamelton's from Coatesville. Okay. So, um, you know, I hadn't seen him in years, and I'm real, like, not street smart. Okay. And so he was like, I was like, yo, where you been? He said, college. I was like, oh, great. I went home and told my husband. I was like, yo, such and such just graduated from college. He was like. No, he was locked up. He was locked up. <laughs> yeah, he was locked up. I was up. like, well, why did he say college? Because that's, that's, that's the. So, 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 when I, so when, I, when I talk, I mean, I, and I think I adopted this, like, maybe, like, Maybe like three or four years mm-hmm. ago when I talked to people, because I, I just start kind of opening up out mm-hmm. this shell and kind of yeah, yeah. sharing with people, especially mm-hmm. now that I'm on this mm-hmm. this this level. And so I always say I had to take a mandatory vacation. I like that better. Okay. Because when I say mandatory, I said mandatory vacation to a white dude at the bar. He was like, Yeah. yeah. He said, "You mean like you had to go?" I was like, "Yeah, I had to be there. I had to go for a certain period of time. Yeah. I took a year off." And then the bartender looked. And then looked at him, and then he looked at me. He was like, "Oh, you were locked up." I was like, "Yeah." I signed the contract. He was like, "That was clever." I signed the contract. That was clever. I actually like that. Yeah. So that's what I normally tell people: mandatory vacation. But I just think that, you know, I think that the impact is is bigger than she even may imagine. Because if Mm -hmm. we if we got a Zion Wilson, or we got some of these top top athletes that go to these HBCUs, then these other kids see that, and you know, like the kids that I'm that I'm great be working with at Baloo Mm -hmm. Senior High School. You know, it's like you know they, they they the administrators are trying to weed the bad kids out Weedy. and get and get the ones that kind of you know on the fence mm-hmm. and then the ones that's all in mm-hmm. you know and, and and talk to them now if they see somebody like Zion Wilbs Williamson or one of these top kids mm-hmm. at one of these HBCUs they're like mom I want to go to Virginia Union mm-hmm. or mom I want to go to but guess you know, what, but yeah, guess yeah. what they do to them they make them feel that you can't compete right. On this level, and that is not because true. you played down at this level. Listen, that's 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 where they get us at. My man, that's that's where they get us. My at. man went to Arizona State and scored. I want to say he scored forty five points. Me at playing mm-hmm. against a D one school and cooked them. Yeah, cooked them, and they was in, and they, the commentators was like going in the paper. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Who is this guy? Yeah. And it was not. It was not like by chance. First mm-hmm. half, I think he had like. 15 points out the gate. They was like, who is this? Second half? He was just giving them numbers. So, um, you know, I think that when people saw him doing that, whether, you know, it was a homie coming down for homecoming or a homie, you know, just visiting, they was like, oh, damn, your man play football or your man Mm -hmm. play. Oh, he he going to NFL. Oh, he he doing numbers like that. Mm -hmm. Full scholarship. I mean, what's the difference between a full scholarship at a white school versus a black school? Nothing. You 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 go to school for free, right? Go to school for free. So I think that's the misconception, right? But then I mean, I still I feel your point on you know impacting the school, spending that money wisely, mm-hmm. building better facilities, you know, doing this, that, and the third for the kids. But I still feel like that impact is 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 far far reach yeah. if if it if is. we do it. I think I've been watching one of my favorite shows on HBO is Ballers mm-hmm. with um you know The Rock. Mm-hmm. It's showing me that that stuff that I never knew about. Yeah. Like you know the cutthroat stuff, stuff yeah, that, happens, that yeah. gets these players. Yeah. And that's what happens. But if we were if you were to start to nurture and mentor some young black men at Baloo 
who you know can be a Division One player, That's the plan. and then start to graft them That's the plan. to to be that dude that to plan. step no out. Where you go. I mean, I'm yeah. so so. It's is it, I'm I'm gonna let a little I'm gonna let a little cat out the bag. <laughs> so the assistant principal at Belu Senior High School right now, shout out to Kenny Walker. Um, he went to Delaware State University with me. Mm-hmm. So he's now the assistant principal. Oh, wow. So he kind of been seeing me on my mm-hmm. platform mm-hmm. and was like, Captain, look, I know you graduated from me. I mm-hmm. want I want you to come up and I want you to give sort of a life skill class with my seniors all year. So I had to go through the wow. application yeah. process downtown, mm-hmm. get my fingerprints, all mm-hmm. that. So I'm going mm-hmm. through that right now. Mm-hmm. But the but the but I'm trying to take it further and I have a friend of mine who um, had file four, five oh, five oh three C. Five one five, three. Five, right. I just three. did mine. Right, right. Yeah. So he filed for that, and so he has like all of the paperwork and mm-hmm. everything mapped out. But now we're trying to figure out how we implement what I'm gonna do at Baloo and use it as a as a nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. And and then, and then I have another friend whose um, wife is a teacher, mm-hmm. but she teaches a lot of you know I hate to say this word, but disadvantaged youth. So I want her to kind of help me outline mm-hmm. like this class, like mm-hmm. you know, let's start the discussion. But how do I mediate it? Mm-hmm. How do I break it down so they get from point A to point D mm-hmm. in each series? Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So hopefully thing. this school year, yeah. you know, whether they whether they're athlete, whether mm-hmm. they not, I want to kind of just talk to them mm-hmm. and kind of you know the same way we talk. Yeah, I want to be able to get them to talk, but I want to be able to share with them. So if they you know have a situation. You know, situation at home, mm-hmm. you know, situation yeah. with drugs, mother on drugs, father on drugs. I'm, I hate, bro, guess what? Been there, done that. Let me, let me tell you a story about me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then they be like, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, let me tell you another story about me. Yep. You know, especially with the guys that got kids and think it's going, you know, they think the world is over. Guess yeah. what? That's I was, right there. Guess what? I was, I was a, I was in the 10th, I was in the 9th going to the 10th grade when I had my daughter. Wow. Yeah. And look at me now. Life ain't over. My daughter, 24 yeah, years old, yeah. she thriving. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to get these guys to know. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to these dudes that's trying to yeah. crab in a burrow you in your neighborhood, man. That's you got to climb up out that burrow and, and, and get right. You gotta break the I barrel. mean, because you know what? <laughs> I mean, you know, some of our neighborhoods are just temporarily. That's true. Well, well, not, they, they, they weren't, they weren't yeah. meant to be permanent. <clears throat> that's true. Well, this so is a conversation you, he and I keep having, and we want to have a further conversation about it, about the hood. Is hood a permanent place or a temporary place? Absolutely not. I mean, people ask me all the time, oh, when, when last time you been back around the way? Oh, I don't know, Slim. But, I got work. I got to pick my daughter up. I got moving jobs on the side. You know, I mean, I go around and holler at my brother time. when I can. You, you know, did your time. You know? But the majority don't want to live there forever. I mean, listen, it's everybody that real. I know that live in the hood trying to get out there. Trying to get out. That's for sure. The ones that's out. trying to stay, no disrespect, stay. I come sure. visit you from exactly. time to time. Because there's a but small percentage that, yeah, that want to stay. That's they sure. love it. Yeah, they make a difference in their community. Yeah. I mean, when I went to school and came back home and saw mm-hmm. dudes standing on the same corner after four or five years, I was like, oh, yeah, y'all the niggas that's going to be here. <laughs> Guess what? You still my mama dab you up, yeah. but I got, hey, I'm going to holler at y'all later. Yeah. I got to keep it moving. Yeah. I, and, I, and guess what? It ain't no love loss for you. Nope. I still fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you call me and tell me your mother got you know mm-hmm. sick or go died or your, cu- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna you know, come I'm and show there. my face. I'm there. But in terms of me being here every day all day, I can't do yeah. it. Being the next to you, I can't do it. No I'm not more. gonna be the sixth man on the corner. Hell no. Hell no. And so I just feel like I think her, I think her article, you know, is impactful, and I think people need to just kind of, you know, you know, give it a shot and try to look into it and just yeah. kind of see. Where she's going, and I'm and I'm hoping that somebody you know 
you know, gravitates to it and takes it even to a further level. I hope you know so I mean? too, because I think it's a great conversation to be Absolutely. had. Um, but we're in a we're in such a polarized state right now where everything's so black and white. Right. You know, for the wrong reasons. Right. And that's why she's catching it. Right. Because it's always if it's you're not pro, you're anti. Right. And she's they're looking at her, that's all anti. No, it isn't. Right. That's a you because when she talks about that, she's talking about taking money out of the hands of the people who control it anyway. Right. And that is always a problem. They right. will they will demonize her. They will make this woman seem like she is like Satan. But she don't care though. She don't. That's care. why I like her. And that's why I, I I've that's looked at a lot I, of her. I like articles her. Too. I listen to her and podcast. I think that you know that's the issue. When you all when you talk about taking money out of their hands. Oh yeah, they hate that. It's. Hey, so listen, y'all, man. We we that was that was the quick topic that we that we started with, man. And you know, a lot of times we gotta kind of pay attention to what's going on and Mm -hmm. stop jumping the gun. But for right now, we gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna pay some bills, Mm -hmm. and we'll be right back. Chapur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Chapur's says, be you, be versatile. Chapur's clothing can also be found at www.shopchapurisclothing.com. And Chapur's clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real talk with the six man. Chapur's, be you, be versatile. Investigative reporter Eric Flack was the first to report huge racial disparities among people stopped by D.C. police. So, Eric, what is the department saying now? Leslie, in this report, D.C. police now admits what we first told you, a disproportionate number of people stopped by D.C. police are black. Tonight, D.C. police finally facing a troubling reality. For the first time, admitting an inordinate number of people stopped by its officers are African-American. What's the significance of them having to own up to this? Um, That we were right. They can't hide it anymore. In this just-released report, D.C. police studied a recent four-week period from July 22nd to August 18th and found 70% of people stopped by its officers were black, despite the fact census numbers show there are just as many white people living in the district. D.C. Police's internal review comes on the heels of WUSA 9's year-and-a-half-long series, D.C. Police Stop and Frisk, which exposed the previously unreported racial disparities with Stop and Frisk and systematic failures by the D.C. Police Department to follow a law meant to protect against racial bias. Back in 2018, Police Chief Peter Newsham didn't want to talk to us about our findings. But what I just want to know is if this is an acceptable way to frisk somebody. 
Newsham refusing to explain his officers' actions or why his department had not followed the Neighborhood Engagement Achieves Results or NEAR Act, which requires D.C. police to overhaul the way it tracks stop and frisk. All of this amid angry clashes between police officers and residents in neighborhoods already frustrated with a perceived racial bias on the part of D.C. police officers. Black Lives Matter D.C., Stop Police Terror Project D.C., and the ACLU District of Columbia sued the police department and the city to force it to follow that law. The department's new data collection system, going from 11 fields of information when we first studied it to 52 fields of information now, all to better understand the stop-and-frisk racial imbalance in D.C. That includes a breakout of what's called non-ticket stops, a special category of police stops that result in an arrest, pat-down, or investigative questioning. The numbers there even more stark, with 86% of those more serious non-ticket stops being done on African-Americans. They've always been able to say, well, you know, Eric is a reporter. This is what he's looking for. They're able to say ACLU is always chasing people. Black Lives Matter thinks all of this happens anyway. Um, now they're going to have to say, but these are our numbers, right? Leslie, D.C. police declined our interview request. The chief did tell the Washington Post he wants to hire outside experts to come in and further analyze the data. All right, man, we back with the Carter's man. And you know, we want to get into, you know, what y'all do and, um, you know, get into your campaign. I mean, because I think you you just mentioned the nonprofit and, you know, you, the program. I like to call it a program yeah. of, what you, of, of, what you, of what you guys have started. So kind of take us to, you know, where you started and, okay. and why you started your program and let everybody know what your program is. Okay. Well, not reaching, we really call it a movement. Um, movement, the definition of a movement is change. Right. And change is always hard. But we consider it a movement. In 2016, just seemed like every time we turned on the news, wasn't there something going on? Something, something was going on. It was one Move of the track, worst stop. times I think I've seen in my lifetime. But it all came to a, like a sudden halt when it, when, it, when it was Philando Castile. July 6th of 2016, our son turned 30. July 6th of 2016, Philando was murdered. Mm. So we're in Pennsylvania, they're in Minnesota, mm. going through two different emotions of, of joy on one side and agony on the, other. on the other. And I just, I think because of that connection, it just took me to a place where I was like, now nah, we gotta do something. And every time something happened, everybody was on television, they talked about it, they talked about it, nobody said anything about a solution. And I said to my husband, I said, I don't, I said, I know I'm, I'm no big person, but I need to come up with a solution. I need it. Some, we, there has to be a solution. There always is a solution. So after several months of praying, because I did, I really prayed about this. And then I woke up and I looked at my husband and I said, I got it. And he was like, what you said? Got what? That's just how he <laughs> said it. early in the morning. Got what? <laughs> and I was Excuse like, I me, got it. Negro, we just woke up. What you got? <laughs> I hope I hope you don't have nothing that uh. But that's not what we're supposed to talk about. I, I love y'all. Uh, uh, I love y'all. But he did. He looked at me Ooh. like you know what? And I was like, I got it. So I etched it out. We talked about it. I went and met with some of my police officer friends. We you know we we really just chopped it up and came up with not reaching. Mm. You know we not actually reaching. yeah not reaching. Wow. 
the ironic part was a year ago this year, I met Valerie Castile at Mike's radio station. He hooked it up where we both finally met. Wow, okay. And I, the day, that day, I went and looked at the actual transcript of the traffic stop. Okay. As a court reporter and transcriber, the transcript is everything right. because that is verbatim. Right, tells you everything. Tells you everything. Philando's last words before he died were, I wasn't reaching. I didn't even know it. We never knew. I that. mean, it sends chills, doesn't it? We we she we, we had all, we had already named not, not reaching. reaching. We never even knew that. Never Look looked at the your transcript. Your face is priceless. We didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so to me, it was totally meant for us to name it not reaching, to create it the way it was, and to do what we're doing. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. That's crazy. Yeah. And people, people believe it or not, yeah, yeah. we didn't because you're not going to hear that. No, his yeah. last words, and then there was nothing. He on, died on, after on he the said transcript. It. Oh my on God. the transcript, and it's also interesting too because you know there was talk about he had weed in his car and this and that. The oh, miscellaneous no. bullshit. First of all, that's not why he was stopped. He was stopped for a broken tail light. But he wasn't he, even driving. He was driving. Oh, he was driving. He was driving. Okay, she was a passenger. Okay, so how did they switch? I mean, so what's the it's camera? It's the the camera. Is. Okay, because because yeah. the Cause way it looked, like, I looked at because I looked at, I'm like, is he driving or no, she's driving? He was, he was driver, driving. Okay, and he was very polite to the officer. You know, they had a good exchange at the beginning, and then when he told him, "Sir, I have a weapon on me," and he went to get his license, and he shot him and killed him. He murdered him. I don't, so I'm still him. confused about the part if you if you identify to the officer that I have a weapon, why not, not necessarily saying I'm reaching for the weapon, but mm. if, if I, I mean, did he, did he say that he was reaching for identification? Did he say I was reaching for permit? I mean, did he, I mean. There was, it's really, you really can't hear because a lot of it was muffled. muffled. Right. But you could hear him say something and it's, to me, it seemed like it was, I'm getting my license because who because who, who has a gun i mean who, who who has a police officer at their window with a gun on reach that, for a gun that. that doesn't reach make and just like that like, that doesn't make sense as, as a black man, as a black man that's that's, that's stupid. i ain't doing that now yeah, i'm no, good yeah. i'm froze almost yeah, i'm, I'm froze yeah, you got me you exactly. got me and he had you been know? stopped dozens of times this wasn't his first time being stopped oh i did not like, know that oh it was like six fifty sixty times yeah. it was almost unheard of and he was all like, and, and he was always um gun I, was in the car i don't know him. if he ever okay. told them, him, okay. them at the time okay. but he never had an issue so why was he getting stopped so much? for just stupid stuff you know they just started to target him profile. but just like just like racial profile and just like um valerie said who in their right mind would have their seatbelt on and try to get a gun and shoot it? Yeah, off? that doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So if it doesn't make sense, it, you know, why would a jury find him not guilty? Not innocent, right. but not guilty. Right. You know, so that's where we are with it. And I can't, you know, I just can't turn it loose. I mean. How, so how, how was the relationship with you and his mom, though? Wonderful. That's I mean, when we met at... Like I said, Mike put that together. When we met that night. Mike is the man. Shout Mike out is, to Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike is the most amazing person I've ever met. Selfless, you know, always looking out for other people. And that night he put brought us two together. And we talk at least once a week mm. on the phone. And she, matter of fact, she'll be here in a couple of weeks. And we're going to wow. hang out with her. That's what's up. Um, but just like she said in the article, she said, if my son had a not reaching pouch, he could be, be alive be today. today. Wow. That is so powerful. 
you know. She said that. Even Sandra Bland's mom just totally supports us. She did a video with a not reaching Peltry while she's driving. Wow. Um, you know, she believes in it 100%. And to have these women who have had the worst thing in their lives right. occur and to understand that I'm not doing it for the money. Right. I'm doing this because I don't want these things to happen to anybody else's child. And it's crazy that we have to do it, period. It's crazy. I, saw, I see the I, same I thing. I saw the interview with you and um, D.L. Hughley. Oh, yeah. I was like, and he said the same thing. He was like, yeah. I mean, I like this, but, but it's sad uh, we got to do this. It is. Yeah. I agree. Damn. Who yeah. would have thought? I'm 55. We're 55 years old. I've never seen a time like you know, it's it's the same thing when you look at it, and we and you hear everybody say we shouldn't have to. Well, guess what? It ain't even been almost fifty years, and there was a lot of things we shouldn't have had to do Damn. back then That's true. Yeah. to make it better for us. That's true. Now. That's true. You know, what I'm That's saying no, point. I shouldn't have to do this. But you know what? If it's gonna make my child and my people's better down the road. That's how I feel. Here go my not reaching pouch. Here go. Let's do what we're not even saying that not reaching is the answer at all. It's a start though. It's a start. start. It's definitely a start. It's a solution. Yeah, absolutely. Let's try. Give it a try. And guess what? Maybe you'll come up with a better one. Yes. That's fine. I'm great with that. Right, exactly. But but at least you got the conversation started. Let's get it started. So, So guess what? You come up with something and we start to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Now this thing's connected. We bridge, bridge the gap. The gap. Right. We bridge the you gap. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that's the only thing that you know that we we're trying to do. That's that's it. You see, you see I mean, how we I live. Mean, I mean, my thing is, I was in the bed one night, and um, I'm just watching. I think it was uh, Channel Five, mm-hmm. and I'm in the bed, I'm half sleep, and um, they they was talking about traffic stops, and we are gonna get to the statistics mm-hmm. in a minute, and. Um, I saw this little thing, and <laughs> you were talking, and you were saying not reach, not mm-hmm. reaching, I, and, I, and I'm and I'm asleep, but I'm like, hmm. the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and so I go to sleep, you know, go about my day or whatever, and I come in the studio, and Mike was like, oh yeah, I got the Carters coming through, and when you told me who you were, I was like. Oh shit! That's the lady that was on TV. <laughs> so it was like now I'm I'm interested. So when you kind of talked about what it was, you yeah. I mean it was exactly what you said yeah. on TV. So it's like it's not like you haven't been pushing this thing, you know, nationwide. I mean you Ooh. was on um, sister circle. sister yeah sister circle. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch the interview, but I recorded it, yeah. so I didn't get it. It was my best interview, I have to say. Oh, I need to see that. Yeah. I mean I recorded it, but yeah. I have I mean I've been so busy. Yeah. You know, and, no, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I think it's good being busy yes, versus yeah. being doing nothing. You know what I mean? Yes, it so, is. So, you know, it's not like you not being busy with this, no, so you know, not reaching campaign. We're extremely busy. And yeah. we're always trying to find ways to get it out there. Yeah. And one thing I always say to my husband, there is profit in problems. Right. That's that's bad. Yeah. But it's because as long as they can be on that TV exactly. and keep talking about that's it, true. that's profit. I'm gonna take a but shot. But when you that. come to solutions, mm-hmm. guess what? You don't have to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's solved. no more problems because it done did. I've come, you know, had so much opposition from you know news stations that should pick this up, and they're like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I had one person from a news station say to me, um, "Give it to me, I'll file it." And when there's another death, I'll call you. I'll call you. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can. We can. Yeah. You gonna be. Yeah. First what one we call. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, well, when something like this happened again, yeah. we got you. We're going to call you. Next time we have another. Oh, and guest, then we're going to do a story. Then we'll yeah. do a story. Fuck then we're going to yeah. do a story. That's like the, the words. Yeah. The words. Yeah, don't yeah. tell me, don't tell me what, what, what news station said that. I'll tell you later. That. Yeah, because yeah, that's some But they ended up doing a story on me. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. About anyway. well, wow. two weeks later. Because somebody else saw it and was like, like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. We need to run this. No, I am going to say yeah, it. Yeah. Bob Barner from Fox 5. What? Yes. That's my man. Sorry. <laughs> because when I was downtown working, I always had not reaching because I knew there would always be a camera somewhere. He was out come there. Come on, Bob. He was out there for hockey. And oh, I was like, come on, Bob. hey, Bob, blah, 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 gave him my elevator pitch. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is neat. He said, I tell you what, I'll go file this when I get back to the station. And when we have another death, I'll give you a call. Wow. Bob Barner. Bob, come on. Yeah. Got to be better, you know, Bob. Sometimes on, you do man. have to name people. Yeah. I mean, put them out there. Put them Fuck out there. It, it is what it now, is. Now, if you yeah. want to dispute it, let's do that. Yeah, and, and we can do it right here. And we can do it right talk here. With the on six real man. talk with the six yeah. man. That's indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 kind of, kind of tell everybody how it's impacted you, though. I mean, because I know, you know, just for myself doing this as a platform, mm-hmm. um, I tell people all the time it's sort of like therapy for me. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I get into this comfort, comfortable place, mm-hmm. and you know, people can kind of listen to some of the episodes and kind of hear, you know, how mm-hmm. comfortable I am with it, mm-hmm. and so it, it just feels. Yeah, you know, genuinely in a, a good place for me to do. So how how has it impacted you, you know, good or bad, to to, to start it? I mean, because I know you have to travel. I know you have to yeah. talk to people. You know, I know it's them nights when you don't mm-hmm. want to get up to do it, mm-hmm. but you, you still got to do it. You know, yeah. so how, I mean, how's it been impacting you? It's tough <laughs> to yeah. say the least. It, um, it gets it gets um. It's it's not you easy. do yeah you get to a point where like you're really. I was going to quit in December. Yeah. You can tell the story. Yeah, you know, yeah. she came and I was like, um, nah. Yeah, keep going. We came too far. Right. To stop. To yeah. stop. And right. I wouldn't let her stop. Right. You know what I mean? And it was and it was like after that, a couple days later, stuff just started picking up. Right. right. And I was I like, can't. don't stop. I was like, we can't yeah. stop. We came too far. Right. You know what I mean? We done had too many people that, that came at us and then we didn't had too many people that is cheering us right and i thought about the ones that was cheering us yeah you see what i'm saying right. because it was more positive than negative. negative that's what's up you know what i'm saying but what people don't know is you know me and my wife when we first now you know when we got into this like we used our money yeah all of it mm. all of it yeah we done gave out way more pouches than, than we sold ever sold <laughs> and, 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 but, you know, but you know, but you know what I but, say to that. I say to that that you know it's more about the impact. That's right. That's right. Because that's because well, that's you know I mean? that's what it was about, right. and that's what keeps us going. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I looked at her one day, and I knew I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know my wife. We've been with thirty years. Yeah, she 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 feeling she that thing right now, <laughs> right? And I looked at her, and I was like, This what we gonna do? If you don't think you was built for this. Stop it now. Right. Before we get too far. Shut it down. I told her that. I was like, oh. I was like, if you don't think you built for this, shut it down. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew she was. And I knew the decision that she was going to make. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I put it just like I did. Right. I'm supportive either way. Either way, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Either way. That's good to hear. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to do what we do anyway. We're going to live like we live anyway. With or with, you know what I mean? But if you ain't built for this... Yeah, Shut it know. down. Right. And it's so you funny know. because um, you, this is such a good question. I didn't think I would be ever asked this question. But Absolutely. last few months, I've lost jobs. Right. You know, literally been unemployed. Right. Because 
I know what I'm doing is affecting these jobs. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm on a temp the job right picture. now, and I ain't even saying nothing. Right. Uh, you find out, you're going to find out about me on your own. You will right. never I'm just know. in here to get this money and leave. I'm just trying leave. to get money. I was right. just let go. When I left Sister Circle, I was fired from a job. Wow, for real? As soon as we got back. Wow. And the only, they had no explanation. They said I was the greatest worker. Why would you fire me then? Was this in Merlin? No, it was in Alexandria. Oh, out here? Mm -hmm. uh, Commonwealth? Cocksuckers? Yeah. Shall I? I know the process. But see, you know what that tells me, though? That tells me that you got to keep going. That's what I'm saying. That tells me that the devil, like, you know what? You're doing too much. I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to shake some shit up. And yeah. now he mad because he like, hey, she's still going? Yeah, I'm yeah. still going, Slim. Because I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I feel like I had a job and... You know, not to get off topic, mm -hmm. but um, you know, I had a white guy. Um, he was he was the number one. I was the number mm -hmm. two, basically. Mm -hmm. um, you know, transportation supervisor. Mm -hmm. You know, drivers. Everybody above me, but I'm I'm the number two guy. And majority black people work in this facility. Mm -hmm. And he's walking around with the watermelon jokes oh, and the, I had these no. two black bitches on my lap in oh. vacation. And I didn't do it in a rude way. I mean, mm -hmm. one day I came in. I was thinking about it. I had told my coworker because I was giving him a ride home every day. Mm -hmm. We kind of, you know, bonded when I got there. Mm -hmm. He thought I was a cool young guy. He kind of learned me. I kind of learned him. He was from Baltimore, old, old head. Um, you know, shout out to Jerome. <laughs> and um, I told him what I wanted to do. He was like, Kevin, you know, be a man and go in there and tell him how you feel. So I went in his office one day. I said, girl, you got a second? Closed mm -hmm. the door. I said, listen. I said, um, I'm going to try to keep this as simple as I can. I said, the majority people who work in this building are black mm -hmm. including me I said so mm -hmm. when you make those statements regardless if you think they're okay or not you are offending me as your number two mm -hmm. and you're offending everybody that's up under me mm -hmm. and if I don't say something to you about it everybody gonna look at me that's right they're not gonna look at you they're gonna look right. at me because I'm the second in charge but in mm -hmm. real life you to them, be. I'm the one in charge. Exactly. Because they don't pay you no fucking mind. Mm -hmm. Like, you come in here, you say something, they look at you, they keep it moving. Mm -hmm. When I say something to them, they're like, oh, all right, and mm -hmm. you want me to, all right, and mm -hmm. yeah, all right, bet. They don't do you like that. So mm -hmm. I said, so if I don't say something, they're going to look at me fucked up. Yeah. I said, so can you please, you know, chill with the yeah. with the mm -hmm. racist shit? Oh, I'm not racist. And, da -da 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 -da. and I told them, I said, listen, you know, when people got to tell you they're not racist, Nine, nine times out of ten, they racist. I said, and I'm not telling you that you are. I'm just saying that your comments are racist, and, you, and we can't have that here. So we went through that back and forth a little bit. He kept them going. I called HR, got HR involved. They came down, did a little investigation or whatever. Come to find out, um, I'm, um, I'm too forceful when I talk to him. He he, I'm aggressive. He he's intimidated of me. Now I've been I've been is he a I, supervisor. Yeah, and I've been here and I've been here for you know going on nine months mm -hmm. working at night. And the times that I work, I don't even work with him. Mm -hmm. I just kind of leave stuff on his desk. Hey, we took care of this. We did mm -hmm. this. All the trucks are loaded. This, that, and the third. When I come in, we we passing each other. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm not working with him directly. So when you say I'm aggressive and when you say, when am I aggressive with you? You're not even in the building. And I didn't go back and forth with it with, with HR. I didn't go yeah. back and forth with it with corporate. But in my mind, I felt like, Kevin, you doing was right. Yeah. So if they fire you, don't worry about it. And yeah. I didn't. And I got my lawyer involved. We went to the EEOC. We let them know that we went to the EEOC. Mm -hmm. They came back to me with, listen, 
we just feel like it's a conflict of interest at this point. Mm. We're going to get rid of him and we're going to get rid of you. Wow. Right? But we're going to give you, you know, a severance package, mm -hmm. you know, your, your vacation that you didn't use. We're going to add $2,500 to it and we're going to give you your 401k, what's in your 401k and your 401k. Wow. So what was in my 401k, they matched it like they said they would mm -hmm. and gave it to me and I left. But everybody that, that but but everybody that was right. dead, you know, majority of the guys that was dead left when they found out I left. And that's the impact. That's, that's the, the impact, impact part. That's, impact. that's the impact part. So that's why I was yeah. asking what's the impact for you? Yeah, because I know it's got to be impactful to a degree. I mean, because we've been, this is we've, not been, easy. We've, oh, yeah. we've been through it. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially I mean, this year. This year in yeah. particular. We we done when, had some it, hard Ever hits. since May when we pitched to Shark Tank and had this major article with MSNBC, it's just been attack after attack after attack. I've worked all my life since 17, 18. 17 years old. I have never not been employed. Right. We've been together, we've been married 30 years. Been together, been together 39. 39. Oh, shit. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so ever since, ever since I've known her since high school, yeah. she's worked. I walked into Giant on Tuesday and was like, are you guys hiring? Because I have to work. There's a hiring event on the 14th, Amazon. I know I will be there. Okay. Oh, I got that on my calendar. Okay, okay. After good. when I get good, off work. Good, good. So when I got back home, there was a temp job for me in DC. That's what's so up. I'm working for. I've been working for like I mean, seven days. And, and people and people always laugh at me when I say the big homie. But trust me, the big homie watching you, man. He's like, you know what? No, you I know, got her. I, I, I ain't gonna worry been, about. It. I got we, her. It's, it's been like you know what I mean. Yes. I told, but I told her like months months ago. Months ago, and I was like, "You know, you're on the blacklist." That's what he always said. I'm blacklisted. You're on the blacklist, and I, and I didn't believe like, it. And, and it's funny, and it's funny you say that though, because I feel like at some point, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm gonna be like that. Oh, you will, yeah. because oh, you I will. feel like I'm, you're, I'm, you're I'm, 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 I'm bringing light to shit that's been in the dark so long. But people respect the fact that I'm, you know, strong enough to do it. And did I know mm -hmm. I was strong enough? No. But everybody else kn knew it, and I didn't know it. Yeah. And so now that I'm doing it, they like, yep. oh, man, we... Man, do you know how many people are on jobs that want to see how they feel? That's absolutely. And they can't. But I'm the one. Because they did, yeah. It's, it's going to be me. some. It's going to be some of us that do I'm that. I'm the one. Yeah. You are the one. But do you yep. see how many that are that won't? And I understand. I won't knock them. Because I know their their, need the their mindset is I need this. I got my kids. But I think but I think college. I done been through so much bullshit in my life that I'm not gonna keep standing up and just keep you know, no, just dealing while. with bullshit. Like but I see just, that's the difference between the twenty first century us and the nineteenth century right. and twentieth century them. They said, No, we'll band together and we'll do this thing and we say, Oh no, I can't say nothing. You know, and that's the problem. And because of that, and because of society and the economy and trying to just survive, you're not even trying to live here. You're just trying to just live Immediate, survive. Immediate, just survive. You know, just my husband said the other day. Just trying to go to Murray's and they ain't even yeah, open no more. You know? Murray's, God damn, Murray's, thank all they closed no, Murray's. Why? Gosh, why? 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 You know, there's no middle class. It's just poor and rich. Right. That's it. But let's talk about the impact now because now mm -hmm. the impact is it's not just not reaching no more is I can't no. see. I got mental illness. Oh, I can't. I'm deaf. You know what I mean? We're getting ready to do a diabetic pouch. Um, what else do we have? So many of them. We got license autistics, to carry, autistic, to carry. Medical, marijuana. medical marijuana. Oh, I need I need the license to carry. Yeah, I, got, I got one yeah, in there yeah, for I you. That, I, I mean, these are because people started emailing me and calling me saying, I need this to save this. 
And now what I'm know and now what I realize Hold on, was this was this was this before you was ready to quit or after? After. Aha! Big homie. <laughs> Good job. I didn't think about it, but it yes, was after. Yeah. You know, emails, I you know, I have medical marijuana. Can you so that's what we created. If you think you need a certain pouch, we're going to create it. Yeah, and just yeah. like you're talking about an impact right now, and she'll probably mention it before we would have uh, gotten past, you know, over this uh, interview, but she's going to be in, she's part of a, uh, can we share it? Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Oh, yeah. She's part of a contest. Matter of fact, let me let her share okay. it. Like, I am part of it. a contest with the American Heart Association. It's called the Accelerator Program. Okay. And what they do is they create, they help you tell the story of your brand of your product so they create the storytelling process it's an accelerator program for eight weeks and after eight weeks october 17th um we will tell our story at the african-american museum in front of 350 people investors judges roland martin is live streaming and the first prize is fifty thousand. the second prize is 20. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't say stuff like that because I'm like you know. It what do is. you mean? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. So the story of not reaching. Not even that though. But what's what's the homie? Was it David that got everything taken from him? Oh yeah. And then he turned around. And he and he turned into who? King David. King Come David. on, man. King Joseph. Come oh, on, I man. And so I keep telling people that you know you can't. You know, like, like, like you can't. You know, look at what's going on right now and be like, oh, damn, man, I'm done with this shit. I ain't doing yeah. this shit. Like, I don't, you know, like when people ask me, you know, you know, you know, what I'm doing, I'm like, well, I want to do this. I'm trying to do this, but, you know, I ain't got the money. I want to do this, mm-hmm. but I ain't got the money. So I got to keep working. So now I, just, I got a young lady who I went to school with. She went to school for, she majored in TV and radio production. Mm-hmm. We kind of talk. A friend of our mutual friend of ours was like, "Look, I think y'all need to get together. Yeah. We've been having little meetings on the phone. I've been pitching her my ideas of how I want this to look eventually." Yeah. And she like, "Kevin, that's stupid. I like right. that. Yeah. And I mean, the ideas that I got, I don't want to give them away. No, no. But she like, Kevin, okay. And let me let me get my book. And every wow. time we talk, she like, I got my book. What you think tonight? <laughs> and I mean, I tell everybody, you know, I'm a smoker. That's what I mm-hmm. do. I smoke. And when I'm high." All my ideas, I'm like, listen, you got something to write down? Well, all right, look, this is what I want to do. I'm thinking about this. And the whole time I'm writing, she like, every time I say something, she like, oh, my God, Kevin, okay, yeah. Because I feel like I'm watching everything around me, and I'm like, let me grab stuff yep. that I like or that I think I can do a little bit better and, right. and, and, and give it to myself and add it to what I'm doing. So I'm trying to get get her to give me an outline mm. of everything we want to do and i mean i'm just i'm gonna give you a little bit i told her every time we record i want you to be able to tell me everything that's going on mm-hmm. the week after we record because oh. we always going to do it mm-hmm. you know the week after so like mm-hmm. if we record today mm-hmm. i'm gonna let it go next you know week. next week mm-hmm. tell me every event that's going on we gonna pick out yeah so next week we got and just so people can know, because if they yeah. listen, they're like, oh, damn, who in town? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just one of my ideas, because I'm like, at yeah. the end of the day, if I get mm-hmm. to a certain platform, I'm going to be end up doing that anyway, so mm-hmm. why not get used to doing it now? She was like, Kevin, you is really thinking about it. I said, listen, I feel like anything that I've ever done in life, I've never taken it mm-hmm. lightly. Like, yeah. even my little baby girl, I mean, when she look at me now, you know, as much as she's done grown up, I mean, I'm I'm the tough guy, so I don't tear up as much. But yeah. when she went to kindergarten uh, a couple of weeks ago, I didn't tear up, but I was just looking at her when she got out of the car. Her eyes were so big, 
She was so happy, and I was so happy. Opportunity and promise. Just, just yeah. everything, right? Yeah. And so now I feel like, you know, now she's going through them little growing pains. You know, mm -hmm. teacher told me, you know, she's talking a little bit mm -hmm. in class. I'm like, she listen. Knew. I'm like, listen, I know you're excited, but when the teacher <laughs> tells you you need to do your work, focus on your work. Right. Yeah. I, said, you, I said, I'm not, I'm your dad. I'm not mm -hmm. telling you not to talk. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you you can't talk, but what I'm saying is get this done first. And then talk. It's always <laughs> an order of everything. That's right. I said, as long as your work is done and your teacher come, I say, good job, Gianna. You can talk as much as you want. <laughs> but if that work ain't done, don't have her coming to me and telling me that she had to tell Absolutely. you three or four times to get that yeah. work done. Because we got to take the iPad away. We got to take Cartoon Network away. We got, you know, that's now, the now stuff we got to no do. Yeah. And I know it's going to be tough on you because you don't yeah. like it. But, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. So that's why I'm saying, you know, yeah. in regards to, you know, the impact and yeah. not giving up and, you know, continue continue to do what you think is right because yeah. it'll it'll work out i mean it don't always work out when we wanted yeah, to we but wanted i swear to. the big homie upstairs always finds a way if i'm like man i don't know how the hell i'm gonna do this i, I don't know, know what right. and then i get this check from an insurance <laughs> company that i don't have no more and they was like oh this was a refinance charge that we owe you i'm like what the fuck i'll take it I'll take it. Where they do that at? Yeah. But to me, I feel like when pe when that happens, people got to understand that you can't just be like, oh, all right. When no, you got to acknowledge him. And you better. And say, listen, you thank better. you, sir. I appreciate that. Don't just take it and run with it because now no. whatever you spend it on, it ain't going to have no impact. No. Right. You know, it ain't going to have no impact. You always have to be grateful. You always have to look at everything as it's his. First of all, his timing is not our timing. Right. That's always, you know, so I always have to remember that because I'm an impatient person. He's dealing with me with that because I want stuff like this. If I, if I call you and say I need this, I don't want you to, um, I, don't want, I don't want to have to call you back. I give you two times. I don't give you a third. I'm that person, you know. So he's dealing with me with patience and, and, and resting. Mm. I don't I like, like to rest. Word. I like that one. You know, I said to him, I said, I got to work. I don't know what not, I don't know what to do. And, and you would think by, by not by resting, I would be creative. I'm not creative in a resting point. Oh, wow. I'm okay. not. I need things to always be like this okay. in my atmosphere. Okay. Resting does not deal um, help me with creativity hmm. at all. Okay. I'm totally different from a lot of people. That makes sense. Yeah. So okay. If I'm busy, my mind can go to a thousand. Because I'm used to dealing in different compartments. I can do this, 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 right. and this. I can't just do one thing. Right. Right. So, so, so in closing, like mm -hmm. what, what, what do you, what do you kind of, what do you kind of want to envision for not reaching? I mean, cause you just said, mm -hmm. you know, you started a nonprofit. What, yeah. what, what's kind of the, the future for not reaching? I think for, for me, it's going to be the nonprofit organization called the Alliance for Safe Traffic Stops. Oh, wow. And it, it is a nonprofit. We just filed our 501c3. Okay. Um, but we are a nonprofit in Virginia and we're looking to bring um, technology and all kind of things to, to de-escalate traffic stops and eliminate physical harm. Okay. So that to me is the biggest part. What we're getting ready to do is meet with police departments and do focus groups and find out what's really going on with them. Okay. Because we got to hear from them too. Right. It's not just always voting. It's not. We right. need both. I always say that. You know, and we we take the clips and we already come up with our thought, like Jamil Stewart. Right. We need to hear them. Right. So we're going to do that, and I think that's going to have a major impact on how we proceed with training, okay. not just officers, but also motorists. Right, the public. So, the public, right. you know, and then that's bridging that gap, <clears throat> right. like we talked about. We have to. But bridge the statistics the gap. show 
Yeah. Shit is fucked up. Yeah, that's what. Oh. The, well, you saw my DC thing. Yeah, numbers don't lie. Yo, Washington DC, come on. That's crazy. When I saw when you, I knew when you saw that. I was you like, like, what type of bullshit that is that? Wasn't. This? But they and said that they wasn't even a, a whole. But they said they don't have a problem city. with traffic stops. And then they, and then they said that forty percent of the vehicles that they stop don't have DC tags. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm like, care. Who, I said, who gives a fuck about that? that you, you, it's still a black person. Guess what? what? Deflating. You're trying. I mean, the, yeah, you're, you're trying to make me look over here. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. Let's talk about yeah, that. Eleven thousand three hundred motorists cars were stopped in D.C. and 70% were black and male. That's crazy. And they were either ticketed or arrested. That's crazy. What do you do with that? That's crazy. So I immediately sent an email to Chief Newsham saying, hey, my nonprofit here wants to help train you guys. I haven't heard back from him. Yeah, Chief Newsham, not. I love him. I do. I like the guy. I think I he has don't. a hard job. I think he has a hard job. I don't job. like him. Well, I met him. He was nice. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. We got I, a picture I, of him. I feel like in front of the camera is, is the bullshit. Behind the camera, holler at me. Yeah. Don't 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 talk the bullshit when it's 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 tragedy but then turn around and you got the gun violence task force walking up on guys, you know, asking to pat people down, then you go to an undercover police officer, pull a BB gun out, and then that's your cause to check everybody and then he gets to step off. Why the fuck you just, come on man. You remember the come the, on, man. You remember the officer that was digging up this guy's butt? Yeah, come on man. I knew him. That's crazy. I'm in grand jury with these dudes. Listen. Hold on. Let me tell you. It's funny you say that, though. Yeah. I went to school with him. Lodicato? I went to school with him. Nicest guy you ever wanted. Come on, man. That's Come what, on. That's why I say it's a small world. Come on, Sean. Come on, Let me man. tell you, in that's grand crazy. jury, he had them eating out their hands. They loved him. He that's, was their star witness. It was crazy. You know what that does to all his cases? What it should do to him. Yeah. Get him oh. out of there. Yeah. But they, it won't happen. That's crazy. Sean Logicono, love you, great dude. But what? What's up? That's crazy. But guess what? You had a black officer. I knew him too. Stood right there. Didn't do nothing. It ain't about black and white. It's about blue. Right. You know that. Right? I mean, because when they showed the video, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's something. That called my mom. said, man, you that's watching no Channel, Channel 5. That's, that's what no she was saying. And she was like, man, he was all up in my ass. I said, that's him. <laughs> yeah. Because he ain't got no cut cars on camera. Yeah. So I mean, to me, I just feel like it's one of them situations. And he where, ain't do it once; he did it twice. Yeah, he that, did it twice. I mean, and and, and when he and said deep. that part, I was like, "Come on, man!" And deep. Like, and deep. like, come on! Like, what are you doing? Anytime you, you jump, you in the wrong place. Come on, but see, man, what happens what you is you get these units that are, you know, they're just like, "Yo, let's go out, Damn. let's do this." Thing. Right, ready and to go. That's the problem. But when they come in the court. Oh, you know, it was just a simple traffic stop. And I'm like, come on, you guys. Yeah, you know better than that. You know that. You know better than that. And that's why when they said, you know, we don't have a problem with traffic stops, I have the email from the chief last year. It's like, yo, he was like, we don't have a problem. Really? <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Here we are a year later. Right. And, and, the, and the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. And the numbers don't lie. It's a lot of people that say that, you know, the man and him kind of, you know, you know, they need to do a better job. And I feel like if they want to do right by the people, if they want to do right by D.C., then they would do a better job. How do you keep a police department in, in business? You're uh, arrest. Let me, let me, I'll grace let me think. Uh, a lot of people are. You have me up. Come on, man. What do you do? How do you keep people, how and, do you keep and, prisons and, in business? And, and I'm not saying, and I'm not, and I'm not saying not do your job. Not saying that. But it's a way to do your job. There's, and I mean, I feel like the community policing part is gone. And that's what they it's have gone. to bring back. And that's, that's what we where bring we back. are That's right where now. you got to breathe. Because you got these guys 
that don't live in this area and talking to people and they don't know how to talk to them. How right? To I mean, you think that you're talking to me in the right way, but I'm looking at you like, nigga, what the yeah. fuck? In October, you know, we, we're going to Quantico to the FBI Academy because they want to hear about solutions. So we're taking not reaching to the FBI. Man, I keep going, man. I mean, I, I, I forgot I, about that. I one. applaud y'all. I, I keep forgetting. That's keep in October. I mean, it's that they're the That's not reaching is a plastic pouch and a magnet, but yeah. it's so much more. More than that, I believe that. That is taking us to the FBI Academy. That's what's up. And for me, Wayne said to me the other day. He said, "We may never see the fruits of your labor." He said, "But rest assured, my granddaughter will." Absolutely. Your your daughter. Absolutely. Will. And you that's know, what it's about. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Bottom line. Man, look, I love the fact that y'all allowed me to do this. Oh, I love please. the fact that you uh, were able to share this with some people because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that, you know, people wake up every day and they miss stuff and they don't know. And when they hear the show and when they hear me talk on Facebook or wherever I am, they call me, they, they inbox me like, man, I didn't know that. So I thank you. For giving me the opportunity, I mean, Thank you know, you. Any, any, any way I can be involved with the nonprofit, if I need to come and host or talk or. Well, I'm inviting to you do. to the the African American Museum to see October 17th. I'm you Nick. get a ticket. That's what's up. I'm there because I ain't never been there. Now yet. you tell Roland Martin. It's in the Oprah Theater. Oprah Winfrey Theater. It's amazing. You tell Roland Martin that? and you want to work I'm, with I'm him. I'm moving up, man. <laughs> yes, Oprah Winfrey Theater, man. <laughs> man, so I'm here sitting with the Carters, man. I think we had a good conversation. Absolutely. I feel like if you guys want to know anything about them, I'm going to allow Jackie to give her all her, all her information mm -hmm. so she can find. Um, so you guys can find out where she is. What can people Everything find is not reaching. Notreaching.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, not reaching. And you know where to find me. I mean, everything is real talk with the six, man. Facebook. IG, YouTube, you know how to get to me, man. Like I always tell y'all, man, don't follow the smoke. Mm -hmm. Follow what's under the smoke. Yep. Because they give you the smoke signal and you just follow it like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's word and it's not. <laughs> it's like this, this dude that's in the office, man, don't follow the shit that you see on TV. Follow the shit that, that you don't see on TV, for real. I love y'all. Y'all know, you know, I'm going I'm to be at this thing again probably in another week or so. So... You know, just hold out on me and, you know, give me some time. Keep support, man. And like I always tell y'all, man, be better than you were yesterday. Be easy.
front, beyond three. I'm on no mix with Kuko. She get in my Madiso. It's never off her feet. I feel like the Kelly. She know it's in my jeans. So take a look at me. I can do it twice in four years. I feel like you win. So step out here, my man, and get the beat. Yeah.